Jami'a Tirmidhi. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Tirmidhi. The English translation is by Abu Khalil. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Compilation of Imam At-Tirmidhi The Book on Jihad Chapter on What has been related about the people who have an excuse not to participate. Al-Bara bin Azib narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Bring me a shoulder blade or tablet. Then he wrote, Not equal are those of the believers who sit. Amr bin Umm Maktoum, who was behind him, said, Is there an exemption for me? So the following was revealed, Except those who are disabled. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote 1. Then he wrote, Not equal are those of the believers who sit. Zayd bin Thabit, as indicated in a narration of Muslim. 2. The verse, Except those who are disabled, is from Surat An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 95. Comments People who do have a passion and a desire for participation in jihad but find themselves unable to do so for some reason beyond their control, their lagging behind shall not be counted as sin, and their passion for jihad and their desire for it would make them equal partners in reward. Chapter on What has been related about one who goes out for battle abandoning his parents. Abdullah bin Umar said, A man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, seeking permission to go for jihad. So he said, Do you have parents living? He said, Yes. He said, Then it is for them that you should perform jihad. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Dutifulness towards parents and according respectful treatment to them is the bound duty of each individual. No one, therefore, is allowed to go out for jihad without his parents' consent except in cases where, under the conditions of the time, jihad becomes everyone's individual duty. Ibn Qudama has claimed unanimity among scholars on this point. The same view was held by the companions, like Umar and Uthman, and by the leading lights of succeeding generations, like Imam Malik, Al-Awza'i, Al-Thawri, and Al-Shafi'i. Just to name a few, Al-Mughni, volume 13, page 2625. Chapter on what has been related about a lone man being sent as a commander over a military expedition. Al-Hajjaj bin Muhammad narrated that Ibn Juraj commented on Allah's saying, Obey Allah and obey the Messenger and those in authority among you. He said, Abdullah bin Hudayfa bin Qais bin Adi al-Shami was sent by the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, as commander over a military expedition. I was informed of that by Ya'la bin Muslim, Sa'id bin Jubair from Ibn Abbas. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote 1. Regarding the statement, what has been related about a lone man being sent as commander over a military expedition? See Tuhfat al-Ahwadi. 2. The verse stating, Obey Allah and obey the Messenger 
and those in authority among you is from Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 59. Comments Ibn Juraj's comment on the Quranic verse from chapter 4, verse 59, is intended to highlight the fact that since Abdullah ibn Hudayfa had been appointed commander of the expedition by the Prophet, peace be upon him, for all intent and purposes, he was one of the people in authority whose obedience has been made compulsory by the Qur'an and Hadith. A vast majority of scholars of the past and present also consider government functionaries, including the commander of the brigade, as the variable people of authority of the community. And there is no doubt about that under an Islamic government. Some scholars take the term to mean men of learning. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, volume 3, page 21. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked for a man to travel alone. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If the people knew what I know about being alone, then a rider would not journey at night, meaning alone. His hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Going out alone would not be a thing of blemish if the exigencies of war demand that a person undertake the journey as a scout in order to monitor the activities of the enemy. But going all alone on an uncalled for and unwarranted excursion means inviting trouble for oneself. It would not, therefore, be advisable to embark on a journey that is long or for a stay that is expected to be long except in company or group. Amr bin Shuhayb narrated from his father, from his grandfather, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The lone rider is a shaitan, and two riders are two shaitan. Three is a traveling party. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments In view of the multiple types of needs during the journey, it would definitely be more prudent that a man journeys in a party of at least three, so that in the likely event of anyone's sickness or death, the others might help each other and inform those left behind, as well as fulfill the other needs of the journey through mutual help and assistance. Chapter on What has been related about the permission to lie and be deceitful in war. Jabir bin Abdullah narrated, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, War is deceit. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The Arabic word kedaa means a hidden plan or strategy. Similarly, tawriya, equivocation, is also a manner of speech in which the speaker, although he does not lie, deliberately uses ambiguous words so that the addressee gets a different meaning from the one intended by the speaker. Chapter on what has been related about battles of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and how many there were. Abu Ishaq narrated, I was next to Zayd bin Arqam when he was asked, how many battles did the Prophet, peace be upon him, fight? He said, 19. So I said, how many battles did you take part in with him? He said, 17. I said, which of them was the first? He said, Thatul Ushayra or Al Usayra. This hadith is graded Sahih 
or authentic. Comments In the vocabulary of Islam, the word ghazwa, literally invasion, means a military expedition personally led by the Prophet peace be upon him. Sariya, on the other hand, is an expedition carried out under the orders of the Prophet peace be upon him without his physical participation. Chapter on what has been related about lining up and positioning at the time of fighting. Abdurrahman bin Auf narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, positioned us during the night at Badr. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Although the narration as such is weak, yet there is no doubt that the right way to fight a war is to make proper preparations and arrangements as well as through the lining up of the troops for it in proper time. Once the hostilities have started, there will be little or no time left for doing those things. Chapter on what has been related about supplicating at the time of fighting. Ibn Abi Awfa said, I heard him saying, meaning the Prophet peace be upon him, while supplicating against the Ahzab, O Allah, revealer of the book, Severe in reckoning, rout the ahzab and shake them. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Supplication is a believer's weapon. Success and prosperity in wars come from fortitude and courage of the heart as well as from the warrior's steadfastness exhibited on the battlefield. If a warrior's heart loses its courage and fortitude, his feet will refuse to support him. If a condition of this nature overtakes the battling army, defeat will be the only outcome of war. Chapter on what has been related about standards. Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered Mecca, and his standard was white. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Footnote Standards means banners like flags but smaller. See Tuhfat al-Lahwaldi. Comments The Arabic liwa standard used here in its plural form alwiyah is a piece of cloth wrapped around the lance bar. Raya flag on the other hand is that piece of cloth which having tied at one end is left fluttering loose. Raya is for the entire army while the one used by each individual company or brigade is called liwa. Chapter on what has been related about flags. Yunus bin Ubaid, the freed slave of Muhammad bin al-Qasim said, Muhammad bin al-Qasim sent me to al-Bara bin Azim to ask him about the flag of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said it was a black square of Namirah. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Al-Qadi said the meaning of black is that most of the color of it was black, such that from a distance one could see black, not that its color was pure black. For he said Avnamira, which is a type of wool garment with black and white stripes or design that the Arabs wore. It is for that reason that it was called Namirah, because it resembled a Namir, a leopard, or a tiger. 
Ibn Abbas said, The flag of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was black and his standard was white. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Sometimes, however, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used other colors as well. Tuhfat al-Lahwaldi Volume 3, page 24 Chapter on what has been related about code words. Al-Muhallab bin Abi Sufrah reported from one who heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, If you suffer a surprise attack from the enemy, then say, Hamim, they will not be victorious. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments During battle, special codes are introduced among comrades in order to identify the friend from foe, so that, in case of a surprise attack or ambush from the enemy in the darkness of the night, fellow fighters of the same army may not blindly clash with each other. The codes would also enable the guards to identify the enemy's spies through demanding the code words from them. The codes, therefore, have to be changed from time to time. Chapter on what has been related about the description of the sword of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Uthman bin Sa'ad narrated that Ibn Sirin said, I made my sword like the sword of Samura bin Jundab. Samura claimed that he made his sword like the sword of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And it was a Hanafiyah. His hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Footnote, the statement, and it was a Hanafiyah, means it had the appearance of one made by Benu Hanifa, who were known for making swords. See, Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi. Comments, our virtuous predecessors would, as far as possible, model every action of theirs after the pattern of the Prophet, peace be upon him. May Allah enable us as well to follow their example. Chapter on what has been related about breaking the fast at the time of fighting. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri narrated, During the year of the conquest, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, reached Mar-Fahran, he told us that we would meet the enemy. So he ordered us to break the fast, and we all broke our fast. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote Mar-Fahran is a valley between Mecca and Usfan. See Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi. Comments At times of war, toughness and strength of the body is as important a requirement as high morale and courage of the heart. Hunger and thirst of the fast naturally dampens this strength. Therefore, when the believers are face to face with the enemy, and armed clash becomes imminent, fasting must be done away with, and should the situation demand, the fast already started should also be broken. Even as the Prophet peace be upon him had done while on his way to the conquest of Mecca. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, Page 25 Chapter on What has been related about going out during the time of fright. Anas bin Malik narrated, 
the Prophet, peace be upon him, rode a horse belonging to Abu Talha called Mandub. He said, There is nothing to be frightened of, and we found him to be quick like the sea. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Sometimes, feelings of fear and panic grip the people because of some dubious happening or rumor. In a condition like this, it would be an act of great wisdom if a person goes out to investigate the matter and, on return, apprise the people of the correct situation and thus help them out of their unnecessary fear or panic. Anis bin Malik said, There was a cause for fright in Al-Medina. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, borrowed a horse of ours called Mendub. He said, I have not seen anything to be frightened of, and we found him to be quick like the sea. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Ennis narrated, The Prophet, peace be upon him, was the nicest person among the people, the most generous of the people, and the bravest among the people. He said, The inhabitants of Al-Medina became frightened one night upon hearing a loud noise. He said, So the Prophet, peace be upon him, met them upon an unsaddled horse belonging to Abu Talha, with a sword hanging around his neck. He said, Do not fear, do not fear. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I found him to be quick, like the sea, meaning the horse. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Chapter 1 what has been related about standing firm during the time of fighting. Abu Ishaq narrated from Al-Bara bin Azib who said, A man said to us, Did you flee from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, O Abu Umara? He said, No, by Allah, I did not flee from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. But some hasty people fled, and the tribe of Hawazin assaulted them with arrows. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was on his white mule, and Abu Sufyan bin al-Harith bin Abdul Muttalib was holding its reins. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was saying, I am the Prophet without lie. I am the son of Abdul Muttalib. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments An army unit or contingent is only dubbed as vanquished or retreated if the commander has run away from the field. In the case of the chief holding his ground in the field, the fleeing fighters can easily return to him, and the army cannot be described as retreated or defeated. Ibn Umar narrated, Indeed we saw the day of Hunayn, and indeed the two armies fled from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and there did not remain one hundred men with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Initially, at the Battle of Hunayn, fighters from both groups, the Ansar, helpers, and the Muhajirs, immigrants, had fled the battlefield. The Prophet's exemplary courage and fortitude, however, gave them the courage once again, and slowly but surely they returned and joined back the battle. It is reported on the authority of Abdullah bin Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, 
that there were 80 immigrants with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on that occasion. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, Page 26 Chapter on What has been related about swords and their ornamentation Talib bin Hujair narrated from Hud bin Abdullah bin Sa'd from his grandfather Mazida, who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered Mecca on the day of the conquest and there was gold and silver on his sword. Talib said, So I asked him about the silver and he said, The handguard of his sword was of silver. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments In order to have a firm hold on the sword's handguard, the fighters generally had gold, silver or iron plated on it. Muslims, however, generally had iron, leather or polish on it. Some of them even had silver towards the end of the handguards. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, Page 27 Anis said, The handguard on the sword of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was made from silver. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on What has been related about a coat of mail. As Zubair bin al-Awwam said, On the day of Uhud, the Prophet, peace be upon him, wore two coats of mail. He tried to get up on a boulder but was not able to. So Talha squatted under him, lifting the Prophet, peace be upon him, upon it, such that he could sit on the boulder. So he, peace be upon him, said, Paradise, it is obligated for Talha. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Taking offensive or defensive armament for war is not against the principle of tawakkul, reliance upon Allah. Talha, may Allah be pleased with him, risked his own life and got his own body lacerated, to the extent that he sustained more than 80 wounds on his body, and one of his hands was permanently paralyzed. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, page 27 and 28. Chapter on What has been related about the helmet Anas bin Malik narrated The Prophet, peace be upon him, entered Mecca during the year of the conquest, and upon his head was a helmet. Mighfar It was said to him, Ibn Khatal is clinging to the covering of the Kaaba. So he said, Kill him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments as regards Abdullah bin Khattal, he had first converted to Islam, then turned apostate. He was not only a war criminal, but also had gone as far as getting his two handmaids to sing verses of poetry, lampooning the Prophet peace be upon him. That is the reason why the Prophet peace be upon him condemned him to death. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, Page 28 Chapter on what has been related about the virtue of horses. Urwa al-Bariqi narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Goodness will remain in the forelocks of horses until the Day of Judgment. They bring about reward and spoils of war. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on What has been related about what is recommended regarding horses. Ibn Abbas narrated 
that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The blessing of the horse is in its redness. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments Shuq in Arabic, the plural of Ashqar, means pure red. Other qualifying words mean as follows. Adham, black. Aqrah, with a black spot on the forehead. Artham, white on the upper lip. And according to some, whose nose is white. Al-Aqrah, Al-Muhajjal, with some white on all the four legs. And Talq, Al-Yameen, the one with no white on the right leg. And Kumait, red with black on its mane and ears. And some say it is merely a color that is reddish black, as this is the case when the term does not apply to horses. Abu Qatada narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The best horse is the black one with a spot on the face and white on the upper lip, then the one with some white on his lower legs, except for the right. So if it is not black, then the kumate red one with black on its ears and its mane, with these markings. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Footnote. There are various definitions of the Arabic terms in this hadith. See, Tuhfat al-Hawadi, and these markings refers to the previously mentioned markings. Another chain which is similar in meaning. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Chapter on what has been related about what is disliked in horses. Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him disliked shikal in horses. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote. Shikal means part or all of either the right or left front leg is white. And for the many different opinions, See Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi. Chapter on what has been related about contests and racing. Ibn Umar narrated the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, arranged for the Mudammar among horses to race from Al-Hafya to Thaniyat al-Wada'a, between which was a distance of six miles. And for whatever horse was not among the Mudammar, they raced from Thaniyat al-Wada'a to the Masjid of Banu Zurayq, between which was a distance of a mile. I was among those who raced, and my horse jumped along with me over a wall. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments Mudammar in Arabic means a trained horse that is richly fed and allowed to grow fat and strong. Then, gradually, its supply of food is reduced and it is confined to a room so that it reduces its weight and runs very fast. Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, No stake is acceptable except in archery, racing a camel, and racing a horse. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments the hadith confirms that the stake and racing are only allowed in military-related rides and weaponry. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, Page 31
chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to mate a donkey with a horse. Ibn Abbas narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was a slave of Allah who would order as he had been ordered to. He did not give an order to us instead of the people regarding anything except for three. He ordered us that we make our wudu well, isbaq, that we not eat from charity, and that we not mate a donkey with a horse. This hadith is graded hasan, or good. Footnote The statement, he did not give an order to us, refers to the Prophet, peace be upon him's relatives. Chapter on what has been related about seeking assistance from Allah by the destitute Muslim. Abu Darda narrated that he heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Seek your weak for me, for indeed your sustenance and aid is only by your weak. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote The meaning of this hadith is, Bring the poor and downtrodden people to me so that they can supplicate to Allah, because your provisions and aid against your enemy is in relation to your kind treatment to them and their supplications, due to their lack of attachment to worldly matters. See Aun al-Ma'bud and Tuhfat al-Lahwaldi. Comments Weak and downtrodden are those that, although less privileged in material prosperity and worldly glory, are honorable to Allah thanks to the strength of their faith and the purity of their hearts. When they pray, they pray with full sincerity for the victory of the believers. Allah, therefore, accepts their sincere petitions and supplications and grants victory to the Muslims. That brings in its wake the spoils of war, which has been made the sustenance of the believers. Chapter on what has been related about bells on horses being disliked. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The angels do not accompany a group among whom there is a dog or a bell. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Keeping the prohibited dog is not permitted. Also, prohibited is tying bells around the necks of the animals because the sound of the bell is the sound of shaitan and the angels of mercy do not enter the places inhabited by shaitan. Chapter on what has been related about who is placed in charge during war. Al-Bara narrated, the Prophet peace be upon him sent two armies, placing Ali bin Abi Talib as the commander of one of them and Khalid bin al-Walid over the other. He said, when there is fighting, then Ali is in command. He said, so Ali conquered a fortress and took a slave girl. Khalid bin al-Walid wrote a letter and sent me with it to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to speak against him for it. So I arrived to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to read the letter. The color of his face changed. Then he said, what do you think about a man who loves Allah and his messenger? and Allah and his messenger love him. He said, I said, I seek refuge from angering Allah in angering his messenger. I am only the messenger. So he was silent. This hadith is greater daif or weak. 
Footnote. The statement, he said, when there is fighting, then Ali is in command. That is, if fighting occurs while the two armies are still together. See, Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi. Comments. The hadith contains the golden rule that the army command must be placed in the hands of a pious and God-fearing individual who loves Allah and his messenger and would be loved by Allah and his messenger, peace be upon him, for the virtuous traits of his character, which quality also endears him to the people. War, moreover, must be fought under one commander, although in the transitory phase more than one unit commander may be appointed for facility of administration. Chapter on what has been related about the Imam. Ibn Umar narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, each of you is a shepherd, and all of you will be questioned regarding your flock. The commander who is in authority over the Muslims is responsible, and he will be questioned regarding his responsibility. The man is responsible over the inhabitants of his house, and he is the one who will be questioned about them. The wife is responsible in her husband's house, and she will be questioned about it. The slave is responsible regarding his master's property, and he will be questioned about it. Indeed, each of you is a shepherd, and each of you will be questioned about his flock. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Each person must be ready for questioning in the hereafter according to his position or status, and the extent of his responsibility as well as according to the number of people placed under his charge. And, obviously, the greater the burden of the responsibility a person holds, the more extensive shall be his accountability. Chapter on what has been related about obeying the Imam. Umm al-Hussein al-Ahmasiyah said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, delivering a khutbah during the farewell hajj, and he was wearing a burd, which he had wrapped from under his armpit. She said, I was looking at the muscle of his upper arm, quivering, and I heard him saying, O you people, have taqwa of Allah. If a mutilated Ethiopian slave is put in command over you, then listen to him and obey him, as long as he upholds the book of Allah among you. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The hadith confirms that a ruler or the supreme authority of a country can appoint his governors and other high officials at his discretion. It is not essential that a subordinate appointee be a free person or belong to the clan of the Quraysh. Thus, whoever is appointed by him in that capacity, it is incumbent that we give him our obedience in all his actions in the light of the Quran and Sunnah. Ugly features or the slavery status of the appointee shall not be a valid excuse for opposing him. Chapter on what has been related about no obedience to the created in disobedience to the creator. Ibn Umar narrated that the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Hearing and obeying is required from every Muslim man in what he likes and what he dislikes, as long as he is not ordered with disobedience. If he is ordered with disobedience, then no hearing or obeying is required of him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments 
Their real Lord, King, and ruler is only Allah. And since the temporal Muslim ruler also draws his authority from him who has commissioned him to implement his commands, we are commanded to hear and obey his orders, regardless of whether we like them or not. However, in the case that the ruler orders something that flouts the commandments of Allah and his messenger, then we are not allowed to obey him. The reason being that, by issuing such orders, he has made himself a rebel against the supreme authority. Therefore, we are not allowed to obey such an order issued by him. Chapter on what has been related about the dislike of encouraging beasts to fight one another and striking them or branding them on the face. Abu Yahya reported from Mujahid from Ibn Abbas who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prohibited instigating fights between beasts. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Comments Instigating beasts to fight each other is an aimless pastime and a sinful act. It is not only a sheer waste of time, but also a means of exposing the animals to unnecessary misery and pain. It is, moreover, used as a handy ploy for betting and gambling. Abu Yahya reported from Mujahid, The Prophet, peace be upon him, prohibited instigating fights between beasts, and he did not mention from Ibn Abbas in it. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Chapter on what has been related about the prohibition of branding on the face and striking it. Jabir narrated, the Prophet, peace be upon him, prohibited branding on the face and striking it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The face, whether of a man or of an animal, is the center of attraction. It is, moreover, among the most vulnerable parts of the body. It cannot stand the shock of beating. Striking the animal on the face means disfiguring it and making it look ugly. Branding the face or tattooing it also means the same. Torturing the animal and disfiguring it. Chapter on what has been related about the age of adulthood for a man and when he is to receive a salary. Nafi' narrated that Ibn Umar said, I was reviewed before the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in the army, and I was 14 years old, but he did not accept me. Then I was reviewed before him later in the army while I was 15 years old, and he accepted me. Nafi' said, I narrated this hadith to Umar bin Abdul Aziz, and he said, this is the limit that distinguishes between youth and manhood. Then he wrote to give salaries to whoever reached 15 years of age. Another chain with similar, but he, Nafi' said, Umar bin Abdul Aziz said, This is the limit that distinguishes between children and soldiers, and he did not mention him writing about the salary. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote See Hadith number 1361. Comments When, in the days of the Muslim rulers, jihad was performed as an Islamic duty, the names of war-worthy persons were entered into a military book, and they were given stipends from the public treasury. 
on reaching the age of 15, a person was considered fit for fighting. Discussion about the prescribed limit for the age of responsibility has been included in the book of Al-Ahkam, Judgments, in its chapter on the puberty of a man and woman. Chapter on what has been related about one who was martyred while in debt. Abdullah bin Abi Qatada narrated that he heard his father narrating a hadith which he heard from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in which he had stood among them, mentioning to them that jihad in the cause of Allah and faith in Allah were the most virtuous of deeds. Then a man stood and said, O Messenger of Allah, if I were killed in the cause of Allah, would my sins be forgiven? So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Yes, if you are killed in Allah's cause, and you are patient, seeking the reward, advancing, not fleeing. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What was it that you said? So he replied, If I were killed in the cause of Allah, would my sins be removed, forgiven? So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Yes, if you are patient, seeking the reward, advancing, not fleeing, except for debt, for Jibreel said that to me. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Chapter on what has been related about burying the martyrs. Hisham bin Amir said, On the day of Uhud, the wounded complained to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. So he said, Dig, and make it wide, and appropriate, and bury two and three in one grave and advanced the one who knew the most Qur'an. My father had died, so he was placed before two men. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Footnote The complaint came from those who were to dig the graves, because they were wounded, and there were so many to bury. And appropriate either refers to the depth of the grave, or it means, treat the deceased well, or wrap them well. See Hadiths number 995 and 1016. An advance means closest to the direction of the Kaaba in the niche. See Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi. Comments Like the martyrs, the number of those injured on the day of Uhud was also very great and, being deeply wounded themselves, the companions found it difficult to dig so many graves on that day. Hence the query, what the Prophet, peace be upon him, said in reply, means that there is no escape from giving burial to all of them. However, you can dig a spacious and appropriate grave for two or three of them, and put the one who excels in the knowledge of the Qur'an closest to the direction of the Kaaba, so that the excellence of the Qur'an is made manifest. Chapter on what has been related about consultation. Abu Ubaidah narrated that Abdullah said, On the day of Badr, when the captives were gathered, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What do you people say about these captives? Then he mentioned the story in the lengthy hadith. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Footnote This chain of narration is graded weak because it is disconnected, while what is mentioned in the text is recorded by Muslim and others. This narration appears again 
in its complete form. See Hadith number 3084. Comments It was in compliance with the Qur'anic injunction and consult them in the affairs. Chapter 3, verse 149 That in all important matters where there was no revelation from Allah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to consult his close companions and decide the matters accordingly. In the case of the prisoners of Badr, as well, he consulted his associates and took the decision in the light of that consultation. Chapter on what has been related about not ransoming a captive's body. Ibn Abbas said, the idolaters wanted to purchase the body of a man who was from the idolaters, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, refused to trade with them for him. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Only the things of value are bought and sold. The corpse of an idolater has no worth or value. As such, when Nawfal bin Abdullah bin Mughira got killed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, refused to accept any ransom money and released his dead body as it was. He even declared it unlawful to trade in dead bodies. Chapter on what has been related about fleeing from an advancing army. Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent us on a military expedition, and the people turned to escape. So we arrived in Al-Medina and concealed ourselves in it, and we said, We are ruined. Then we went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and we said, O Messenger of Allah, we are those who fled. He said, Rather you are Al-Akkarun, those who are regrouping, and I am your reinforcement. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments The Prophet, peace be upon him, sensed their feeling of shame and gave them the solace by saying, You are not deserters. You have only returned to your party for regrouping. You are not, therefore, sinners and criminals. I am your leader and you have come to me for reinforcement and not as those who flee from the field. Chapter on what has been related about burying the one killed where he was killed. Jabir bin Abdullah said, On the day of Uhud, my father's sister came with my father to bury him in a cemetery of ours. So one of the callers of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called out, Return those killed to where they were lying. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The hadith contains the rule of the sharia that the martyrs are to be buried in the very place they are killed. However, in the case of some impediment or necessity or the fear of desecration, the body may be buried in some other place. Otherwise, not. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, page 39 Chapter on What has been related about meeting the one who was away when he arrives? As-Sa'ib bin Yazid narrated, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, arrived from Tabuk, the people went out to Thaniyat al-Wada' to meet him. As-Sa'ib said, I went out with the people and I was a boy. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments The hadith confirms that it is allowed to go out to welcome a noted religious figure or a person returning after performing some virtuous deed. Chapter on what has been related about Al-Fay. 
Spoils of War Umar bin al-Khattab said, The wealth of Bani Nadir was among the spoils of war which Allah granted upon his messenger, peace be upon him, which the Muslims did not gain with the rush of their horses nor camels. So it was purely for the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would set aside a year's worth of expenditure for his family. Then he would use what remained of it for horses and weapons to be used in Allah's cause. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The hadith confirms that during the days of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, the distribution of all kinds of wealth, including the orchards seized from the enemy without combat, was the sole prerogative of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who disposed of it according to his discretion. This is also the view of the majority of the scholars. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, page 39. It must also be clarified that to set aside a year's worth of expenditure for one's family is not against the Islamic spirit of tawakkul, reliance upon Allah.